Hello, my name is Melanie Clark, and this is the podcast where I give my shiny two cents about life, love, and all of the above. You are now tuned in to Vodka Melonade. Let me pour you a glass. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Vodka Melanade. I have been gone for a month. This is the first episode back. I'm happy to be back. I feel a little more refreshed and just clear-headed, ready to continue every Sunday. Come back and talk to you guys. Be creative. Share my thoughts. Get things off my chest. Share my two cents. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I'm, it's 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 weird to be back. Like I opened up my computer. I'm literally like, like trying to dust off the files for for the show, <laughs> and dust off the mic, like you know, and get back into the rhythm of it. But you know, back back like I never left, honestly. And you know if you have been waiting for this episode if you miss me even a little bit if you're ever for a second thought hmm, I wonder you know when she's gonna come back uh, you know I miss her you know show miss you know hearing what she has to say if you had any kind of like a fraction of that thought I really appreciate that and I I just needed the time you know I I I felt pressure to just keep going even though I was feeling kind of in a rut like I didn't really have um, anything I really wanted to talk about nothing seemed really important you know and I was feeling really burnt out just on the routine and of life you know just going to work and coming home and you know having so little time to myself it seems and then waking up and going back to work and just you know just dealing with you know coworkers and 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 customers that come in and you know the politics of of the department and you know and, and then at the time I was feeling like this it all just kind of like spilled over the edge when you know my family we had a death in the family and then we had a funeral um the week that I decided to take like the official break we had a, a funeral to attend and it just put things into perspective and like I had like a list of topics I wanted to get into at the time and just nothing seemed important and I didn't want to force anything. I didn't want to be fake or phony and come on here and just get another, you know what I mean? I mean, it's not like I'm, this is monetized or anything, <laughs> you know, this is supposed to be for fun and it, it wasn't feeling fun in that moment. And I felt a little like guilty for some reason, like, no, I have to continue. Like, you know, I don't want people to think I'm flaky or, you know, like I'm, you know, this isn't something I want to do. And, you know, I just, I just want to be consistent. And, you know, Blue was just like, look, like, you know, this is your thing. This is your business. This is, this is all you. Like, if you need to take a break, um, do that. It's not for anybody but you. You're the boss. And I was like, you know what? I am the boss. I'm in charge. I'm in charge. <laughs> and, you know, I think it's no big deal. I don't think anyone is like, you know, setting their clocks by my podcast or anything like that. But even if they were, it's like, I was just feeling completely depleted of creative and mental energy. 
And it was just important to take that time off. And I feel much, much better. Um, And it feels good right now. So I don't want to do anything that doesn't feel good or make sense. Um, You know, unless obviously I have to like, you know, go to work, pay bills, whatever. But, (laughs) you know, something like this, I I don't want to, um, you know, I I just don't want to force it. So that's what that break was about. I didn't travel anywhere to go on vacation or do anything monumental during this time. It was just nice to have like weekends to myself and not have to worry about editing anything or putting anything up, recording anything, trying to find something interesting to talk about. Cause I was like, it felt like I was just scraping bottom of the barrel at the time. And I just, nothing was like really enticing me or exciting me to talk about. So, you know, it was just nice to have time to just, unwind and relax spend time with my family spend time with blue um you know catch up on some shows just wake up and not have you know the looming editing recording thing in the back of my mind knowing that I wasn't excited about it so that was definitely something that was necessary but we're back but you know now I feel I feel good that if that happens again, like I can just take the break, you know, at least for now. Like, I don't know what this is going to morph into. There could come a time where I don't want to do this at all anymore. And that has to be okay. If if that's something that I I truly am just not enjoying doing, Um, this could turn into something that is like monetized. It could become something that has like potential earning income and then it may become a job and it may not be fun at that point anymore and I may not want to do it and that'll be okay um, it may become monetized and maybe it is something that I need to make sure that I focus on and I you know I might not feel like I can take the break from and it, it becomes kind of um, I don't know maybe something that is a little more uh, what's the word I'm looking for uh, more of an obligation, you know, but I think that'll be okay because, you know, it's, it's putting money in my pocket. So we'll just, just this, this thing can take many different routes and I'm just basically, I'm just trying to say, I'm just trying to go with the flow and just do what feels good. That's all I'm trying to say. And I would encourage myself to have that attitude with just everything, you know, if that, if the death in the family and the funeral that we went to, if that taught me anything is that life is really short. And, you know, that's not just to say, you know, you realize that when you, when people pass away, but it's like enjoying together with my family, you just see, you know, everyone's getting older. Everyone, you know, has their own lives to live. And it's like, I'm, I'm around all these people who, who know me since I was a little kid and I know they see me and I'm, I'm an adult now and I can see the the flash of time in their own eyes and you know it just reflects back to me because I'm not only getting older but they are as well and I have this vision of them when I was a child and I'm looking at them now and I'm like time waits for no man you know and you can't take life too seriously you can't you know hold negativity or any anger in your heart you just got to let stuff go and just just enjoy the time that we have here so that's that just put a lot of stuff into perspective <clears throat> at that point in time and you know it, i don't know it was just a little enlightening i guess and um i just i just I'm, I'm, I'm in a better space. I wasn't like rock bottom or anything, but I'm, I'm, I just feel better right now. And I think this is a great time to pick up with the show. So thank you so much for tuning in. I have a couple things to talk about. Just a few little 
little updates, little anecdotes, things that have been going on with me. You know, life is really never dull <laughs> with me. There's always some kind of crazy tale to tell. Um, so we could just get right into that. <laughs> I definitely wanted to share uh, something that's been going on uh, with my crazy neighbor. And I think it's a perfect time to share this because I feel like it kind of got wrapped up and tied off with a neat little bow yesterday. I think it's it's this issue is like finally coming to an end. So um, this is a perfect time to kind of spill the tea on that. So I believe I've talked about this neighbor before. Um, he lives next to me. Um, he moved in like a few months after I did and I feel like I shared the story but he moved in and he's he's just kind of just interesting he definitely has some issues and this is like of his own word he has issues with like claustrophobia and um, he has like OCD and he has an issue with being like in tight quarters with people and he has he's very very sensitive to noise so when he first moved in I mean like within the first couple of days he came over and he knocked on my door and I'm like, hey, he's like, hi, you know, I just moved next door. It's just this white guy. And he's like, yeah, um, you know, I've been hearing like this loud mechanical sound really early in the morning, like 7 a.m. Like, do you run your dishwasher or something? Like, there's something that I'm hearing. And I was like, uh, no, like, I don't like I rarely run my dishwasher as it is let alone seven in the morning during the week like the only thing I'm doing at seven is like getting up to take a shower to get ready for work so I'm not running any blenders or anything so that's why I told him I was like no I don't think it's me and you know me trying to be a good neighbor I at the time was having issues with the loud person downstairs so I let him know like word to the wise it sounds it feels like in this building noise travels up so if you're hearing anything it could be from below you so just take that as you will and he was like okay so in that moment like I'm trying to be like a decent neighbor so I exchange contact information with him because I'm like you know if you ever hear anything if I'm ever too noisy you can let me know and vice versa blah 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 so we did that right later on that week he saw me um taking my I had like this wagon from Amazon and he saw me taking stuff um up and down uh the hallway because I was like moving boxes and stuff to the trash and he was he stopped me he was like oh um that's like a wagon like a trash wagon I was like well yeah like trash or just heavy boxes stuff I need to move to my car or whatever you know I got it from Amazon he was like oh wow okay so then he had like this box of like trash in front of his door and he was like would you mind taking this down for me and I was so caught off guard like he he wasn't even trying to like lift up his trash and put it in my wagon he like wanted me to full-on grab it and move it myself and it was just so like like I don't it was just so like the audacity of him to ask me that like I'm not your little servant like your box weighs like half a pound you can take it downstairs yourself like you see him doing things but it was just weird like he didn't even say oh do you think I could borrow it and give it back or I don't know and I just kind of like mumbled I was like um no and I just kept on walking and I'm pretty sure from that moment on he really just wasn't really having it with me but it was just like I'm not taking your trash down like I'm not getting caught in that like 
I'm not getting caught in that because I feel like if you do one thing, it's going to be another. And he thinks that he could just ask whatever of you. Like, I'm not I'm not getting involved because he just gave me weird vibes. So I already knew that that was his issue. He, he doesn't take the elevator. He definitely takes the stairs because he can't be in confined spaces. I noticed like increasingly over time, over the last couple of years, like if you're near him in the hallway, he'll like back up. Like he acts like he's really, really startled in the hallway. And like he, he like backs all the way up to the exits to let you go by because he can't be, he can't like pass you in the hallway. Like, I don't know. He divulged something at one point saying that he had, he was like locked at a cabinet when he was four and like that caused like a lot of issues, blah, blah, blah. Like I get it. Like everybody has a story to tell. People have trauma, childhood issues. Like I get it, but it's like, I don't know how you expect to live around people and you feel claustrophobic in a wide open hallway like that in our building. So Anyway, this is stuff that's happened before. I've had a couple of noise issues with him, with his TV. I've had to like call the office about, but that got resolved. But for like a solid year now, I haven't really had any issues with him. Every once in a while, I hear him yell out of his window for someone to shut the F up because he hears something that, you know, I don't, but that's his own thing. But other than that, I haven't had any issues with him. But a couple of weeks ago, for some reason, he just flipped his lid on me. So I had just gotten ready. I was about to go out to dinner with Blue. He Blue pulled up in my uh, parking garage and he texted me, let me know he was here. So I grab my stuff. I exit my door and I lock it. And I'm, as I'm walking to the elevator, which I have to pass my neighbor's door to get to, I'm looking at my phone and I'm texting Blue like I'm on my way downstairs. So I'm doing this and I'm walking. And as I pass by my neighbor's door, he backs out of his door with his back to the uh, hallway like a bat out of hell and he almost runs into me so you know that happens sometimes you know you're like whoa so he goes whoa oh my god and he jumps back into his apartment I don't say anything so I just keep on moving I'm like well you know he's scared again let me just keep it moving so I go and I get about like almost to the elevator and he the neighbor comes following me to where I am and he starts berating me saying that I need to be more considerate I need to be respectful I need to you know be more aware of his fears and his phobias and I just need to take that into consideration blah 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 he's just going off and I said what are you talking about I was like, I don't, I didn't do anything to you. You bumped into me, if anything. So why don't you watch it? If you have like an issue with like being next to strangers and like whatever the deal is, why are you backing out of your door, you know, without making like looking both ways? Because if it wasn't me, it could have been anyone. And I, I can't help but wonder like, why are you choosing to follow me? If you have an issue with this, why are you like closing in our proximity? and yelling at me in this hallway right now so I'm pissed I'm already like in a weird mood from the day I think you know work was kind of like stressful that day and you know I was surfing the crimson wave so he just really had the wrong one 
on the right day. So, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm giving it back to him. I'm pissed off. I'm, you know, I'm like, you want to talk about respectful, blah, 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 blah. I was like, what do you call this? I was like, why are you getting in my face? I was like, I didn't do anything to you. I was like, you need to back up, leave me alone, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you just need to be respectful, blah, blah, blah. I was like, look, your, your mental issues are your mental issues. I was like, that has nothing to do with me. And he didn't like that. So he's carrying on and on. And then I pull the, well, my boyfriend's downstairs car. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know why I did that. I would never want to get blue caught up in some mess. But this guy is like harmless. Like he's really not going to do anything. But I was just so pissed off. I was like, look, if you're going to, if you have a problem with me, and you're going to keep on talking to me like this. You can come downstairs and talk to my boyfriend. I'm not dealing with this shit with you. So the elevator finally comes after like a hundred years. And as he's walking away and I'm getting in the elevator, he was like, you're better than this. You're better than this. And I was like, you don't know what I'm better than. I was like, I'm worse than this. And I closed the elevator door and I went downstairs and I was fuming, fuming. And I felt so bad because I got into the car with Blue and he had this huge smile on his face. Like he was just excited to hang out and he saw my face, like how pissed I was. And his face just dropped. He was like, what? What happened? Oh, my God. What's going on? So I told him what was going on. And, you know, he's not like the super quick to react like unless I was really in danger um you know like he really threatened me or something like he's not the type to like go start anything and he was very much like you know this guy is weird he's not worth your energy just breathe just relax I was really like I wanted to choke this guy out <laughs> I was I was just so like it just came out of nowhere I was like are you kidding me so you know blue really like calmed me down he was just like he's not worth your energy people like that have no life he's you know he's it's really sad like I feel bad for him and I'm like, I guess I do too, but it was just, it was just so out of nowhere and it was just making me uncomfortable. Cause I'm like, I have to like potentially pass, I pass by his door every single day I, to get out of the building. And it's like at any given time I could run into him again. And that's just not something I was like even comfortable with the idea of. So I'm like, all right, so I'll just, you know, avoid him best I can go on with my life but I did note the incident with my office because I was like look if he's going to be flying off the handle like this I need this noted and on record so that was that about a week later I um I'm home and I'm expecting an Amazon package and it hasn't come hasn't come all day I kind of forget about it after a while and then around like nine o'clock I, I remember it. I'm like oh shoot where's my package so I check Amazon and you know they send a photo when you get a package and um, they'll show you where it is. And it's not at my door, it's at another door. And guess whose freaking door it was at? It was at my neighbor's door. Hadn't seen him or talked to him or dealt with him since then, um, since the incident before. So I'm like a freaking course. So I open my door and I look and it's not in front of his door. So he obviously picked it up and took it inside. Me even just trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he just grabbed it, thinking it's his, and put it on his counter, whatever. I text him. I'm like, do you have my package? Um, I sent him the photo, and I said, Amazon left it in front of your door. It's mine. And he goes, um, well, I have it if you're going to apologize, because I don't like the way you've been behaving towards me lately. I said, What? I said, I don't have anything to apologize for you to you for. I was like, that's my package. It's not yours. I said, just put it in the hallway. 
And he was like, um, I'm going to give it to management. You can pick it up from there because you owe me an apology. I said, again, I don't owe you shit. I said, that's theft. I said, you need to put it in the hallway so I can just grab it. Mind you, our management office, they're not on site. So I don't know what he's talking about. So I'm like, are you kidding me? So he was like, nope, you can get it from management. And I said, all right, well, I'm calling the authorities. And he texts and quote, good luck with that strategy. See how far that gets you. So I'm like, oh, hell no. So I call the police in a blind rage. And now in my mind, I'm thinking they're probably not going to come. It's like a really petty situation. They got bigger things to deal with. But I spoke to someone, gave them my information. And to my surprise, the police showed up within the hour. So I was like, oh, hell yeah. Because mind you, this guy is white, white man. Um, I'm pretty sure he thinks like, you know, the police aren't going to side with, you know, the black girl. And he probably thinks I'm just, you know, some turn up ghetto ratchet, whatever girl who's just going to cause issues because he and he's lucky I'm not that because there are a lot of people who once they heard he had the package, they would have been boom, 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 banging on his door, ready to get it back. But I'm like, I'm not that type of person. I'll be a Karen if I have to. I'm calling the police. Okay. So they showed up, they come to my door first, they knock on my door and they're like, what seems to be the problem? So I gave them a brief explanation of the issues he and I had been having and why I think this is like a retaliation kind of a thing. And I said, he's right next door. I said, all I want is my package. I don't want any issues, but he I have documentation on my text messages that he admits that he has it and he's basically holding it hostage. So they're like, all right, cool. So <laughs> they go next door. I'm I'm in my apartment. I'm like, I don't want to be in the hallway for it or, you know, I don't want him to see me. But I have my door cracked and I have my mom on speakerphone. <laughs> so I hear them, you know, go over. They're like, you know, LAPD. And I hear him go, oh, yes, how can I help you? And they're like, can we talk to you for a moment? So he opens his door. And the rest is a little muffled, but that general idea and like what I heard, he, this guy, he was trying to tell the police that I owed him an apology, that he does have my package, but this, but that, but this, but that. And the police are like, look, dude, she just wants her package. This is, you know, it's not yours. And if she had yours or if anyone else had your stuff, you would feel the same way, right? And he was like, well, well, yeah, but and they're like, look, just is there like, is that the package right there? I guess they're pointing to like his kitchen or something. And he, he muffled something about like, well, no, it's in my bedroom. So I'm pissed. I'm like, why are you putting it in your bedroom, freaking weirdo? And they were like, well, can you go get it, please? And he was still trying to go back and forth with them. And it's like, dude, like you're freaking caught. The point of the matter is, I know Amazon made a mistake, but you know it's not yours. It doesn't have your unit or name on it, and you know exactly who it belongs to. And I was getting more and more pissed because I'm like, what if I just never said anything? You know, it was like he was hoping that I would like go off so he would have a reason to like complain or whatever. But it's like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm a complainer, and I will take it to whoever I have to to get what I need. So... 
he's acting funny about getting the package out of his bedroom. The cops are kind of like starting to question him like, well, what's going on? Why don't you want to go get it? And they're like, well, do you want us to come in and get it? Cause we can. And he's like, Oh no, no, please don't come in. And they're like, well, why not? And he's like, well, I have OCD and blah, blah, blah. It's just, it was just such a whole thing. So eventually he hands them the thing and I hear them finish their conversation. They come over to my unit, they knock and they're like, Amazon prime, here's your package. And we're like joking and giggling and stuff. And one of the cops, it's like oh it smells good in your apartment I'm like oh thanks so we're just like chit chatting and I, I hope my neighbor heard us like kikiing together because that really just you know that's just the shiny bow on top of everything because he really thought he was getting away with something and he really thought that I feel like truly him being a white man that the cops weren't gonna come or they were gonna come and make me apologize or something like he was just totally had his head up his ass with this whole situation and it was so silly and petty and stupid all it was was a 40 ounce water tumbler like a pink 40 ounce water tumbler wasn't anything crazy it was just the principle of the thing and I was pissed at Amazon for making the the mistake because of all the units they could have put it on you know, they had to put it next door. And then I was pissed at him because it was like, if if he had a package misdelivered to my door, as much as he gets on my freaking nerves, I'm going to just slide it on next door because I wouldn't even want to deal with him. But he's obviously just classless and pathetic and you can't expect people to behave how you will. But that was just a whole it was just a whole freaking thing. And I was like, okay, so I made a note of this to the uh, office as well. So, um, excuse me. <laughs> I hope you guys didn't hear that. <laughs> so I made a note of it to the office. Cause I'm like, I want a paper trail. Cause this guy, it seems like things are kind of escalating and I don't want any of this to be a surprise if it goes further. So, um, there's another issue I was having with a, a neighbor below. There's like a new guy um, and he's just very, very noisy. And it, it's only been going on for a couple of weeks, though. Um, but I, I just had it. And I wrote this really long email to corporate and to the office. And they finally got back to me. Um, so they're, you know, working with the resident downstairs who's new to just kind of be mindful of their noise or whatever. But in that conversation, we touched on the issues I was having with my neighbor and the leasing guy who helped me get this unit. Um, he was basically like, I can't give you details. But as far as your neighbor next door, let's just say it's not going to be an issue much longer. So I'm interpreting that without him saying much as he's going to be leaving soon. I don't know if he's leaving early. I know he got here like November of the year that I got here. So I don't know if he's leaving like at the end of his contract or if he's going to leave early. Either way, I see the light at the end of the tunnel now. I'm just praying and putting the good vibes out there that whoever moves in next door is not worse. <laughs> I'm hoping that they're not noisier because, you know, that guy for now, he's crazy, but he's relatively quiet. So I'm like, I got to really weigh my options and, you know, pick lesser of two evils. Like I'd rather him be kind of loony, but not be bothering me most of the time <laughs> than have someone who's like, you know, having house parties every weekend. So we'll cross that bridge when we come to it but I just feel like this like dragon has been slayed and it was just so weird and I you know this is the first time I'm living on my own 
And, you know, I bring up these problems to like my friends and family and they're just like, yeah, you know, that's how it is when you live in apartments. And I'm just really not used to it, like at all. This isn't something I'm used to. And, you know, I, I think I'm a pretty quiet person. I don't like to play music out loud. Some people like to blast music when they're cleaning or when they're just relaxing. I rather have my headphones on. And that's just naturally how I am. I don't like to blast my TV if it's too loud. Like I will check myself and bring it back down because I don't want to be that neighbor that's bothering anybody. But some people, they they use their space however they want. And they're just it just seems like they're not thoughtful or considerate. But I just I just wish everybody was as quiet as I am. Like, can we just all be little church mice together? Like, you know, let's just all be let's all be quiet. That would just be the dream, but I know that's not the case. But, you know, as much as I love this apartment, I know I'm not going to be here forever. So, you know, just enjoy the growing pains, I guess, for what they are. And it could be worse. You know, a lot of people tell me, like, for a first apartment, this apartment is really, really nice. And I have nothing else to compare it to, but I, I agree. I really like it. Um, There's just a few zany characters I have to deal with from time to time. But, you know, c'est la vie. That's life. And it's better than still living at home. (laughs) I think one of the most upsetting things that has happened um, as far as pop culture is concerned is um, this news about Jonathan Majors. Now, I love him okay I you know over the past like few months like I'm sure anybody who knows me like I'm gonna work Jonathan Majors into a conversation like as soon as I can I just love talking about him his star has just risen so quickly you know he's been working for quite some time if you look back at like his filmography like he's done a lot of work but I think just as of late that the type of projects he's doing has just been giving him a lot of recognition and I'm so here for it you know I feel like um there's like a few things people may have started taking notice um of him for um I think like uh, what's that show called? Uh, I'm going to say it right. I always get it wrong. Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft Country or County? <laughs> I get them mixed up. I was late to that game. I haven't finished it yet. I'm pacing myself. I do enjoy it, um, but it's it got canceled after one season. So once it's done, it's done. So I'm really pacing myself. But I think, you know, for a lot of people, they think of Jonathan Majors, they think of that show. For others, they may have started taking notice when he was in that movie on Netflix, The Harder They Fall, that Western. Um, for others, it may be, you know, him doing the Marvel movies and him being introduced into that franchise as Kang. And he's going to be like a really, you know, he's going to be like the villain of this new section of the universe of Marvel which is huge. Um, Others, they may not have noticed him until Creed 3, you know, or maybe some of the other side stuff. Maybe they saw that that movie uh, Devotion, where you think he's like a fighter pilot. Um, You know, maybe they heard about his upcoming movie, Magazine Dreams, where he's like this really um, hardworking bodybuilder. So in any case, you know, I feel like he has 
a lot of projects and motions, a lot of different types of projects. And I think that was kind of garnering him a lot of um, notoriety and gathering a lot of fans from different areas of like people's interests. And he's becoming a household name. I mean, he was, especially with Creed 3 and him being paired with Jonathan Majors, uh, Jonathan Majors, him being paired with Michael B. Jordan, you know, who's kind of like America's sweetheart. I don't really think I've ever heard him in any drama, really. Um, he, you know, he's going on the press you know, um, press tours for Creed 3 and just seeing them together. It was just really, you got to see like Jonathan's personality come out, you know, people want to know more about him. So he's like expressing more of like how he grew up and where he grew up, what his life is like. You just kind of get an idea. Like I, I realize in watching a lot of his interviews lately, I'd never heard him talk this much like outside of, you know, his, his roles. So it was really nice to just hear him speak and just kind of get an idea of who he is. It didn't seem like he, he doesn't really curse a whole lot. He's very, yes, ma'am, no ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. Um, I learned that he was an army brat. He bounced around a lot. You know, he learned about his schooling and how he went to Yale, got his master's um, and how, you know, acting really kind of turned his life around and got him away from the wrong crowd, whatever that wrong crowd looked like for him at the time. And he just seemed really pleasant and humble and handsome. And um, I also liked seeing him with Michael B. Jordan because it seems like they're, they're genuinely growing a friendship. And it was just really nice to see them together. You don't really see... Uh, Michael B. Jordan out with like a lot of friends. Um, you don't really get too much of an idea of Michael B. Jordan's own personality a lot, but seeing them together, it was like they're both just kind of blossoming. And it was just nice to see two young black men in the industry getting along and just, just seeming really like true buddies. And I think it's good to have that support in that industry. So it was just really nice to see. So, you know, every day you wake up or I will wake up and I say something else about Michael uh, Jonathan Majors. I'm getting them mixed up now. <laughs> I see something about Jonathan Majors and it was like another interview or, you know, it was another review of a movie or, you know, whatever the case may be. So when I opened up my phone one morning and I see a headline and it says that he's involved in an assault situation, my heart dropped to the floor. Like, I know I don't know this man. <laughs> I know I don't. But whenever you see, particularly, you know, a black man with their photo up there and anything about them being arrested, assault charges, things like that, it's just like, oh my God. And then, you know, the details start going out and just, you know, and I loved him despite this, but I know he has a preference for white women. I've seen his, you know, some of his exes. I've, I've seen pictures of his current girlfriend and I have, you know, I've seen that his daughter is mixed race. So I'm assuming her mother is white. So it's just, you know, I, I loved him despite this, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to marry the guy. I just admire him professionally and I think he's handsome whatever but that you just you just hear stories you know black men get involved with these white women and things like this tend to happen and it just seems so like the timing of it was just like are you kidding me like he's at his peak and he stands to go as far as he could ever want to go and he has the talent to back it up and it's like I can't imagine 
him just throwing it away in this situation like this. Now, like like I said, I don't know him. None of us know him. You know, I hate to say, like, he doesn't look like the type of guy who would, you know, assault a woman because what does that look like? Oftentimes, you know, it comes from people you would never, ever guess that it would. But it was just so hard to swallow. And it, 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 man, it creates this weird tension and this weird feeling because you don't want to ever doubt or, you know, just straight up not believe someone who says that they were assaulted, that they were physically harmed. You know, if a woman is saying that and she's coming forward with it, you want to support that, um, you know, wholeheartedly. You don't want to think someone would lie about that. Um, but then, you know, I'm trying to reconcile that with feeling like he just seems like such a great guy and he has so much to lose. You know, he has so many um, irons in the fire and so many projects coming down the pike. Um, and there's like all this Oscar buzz about the other movie coming out at the end of the year with uh, Magazine Dreams. Creed 3 was doing really well. He was becoming a household name. Um, you know, he stands to get all that Marvel Disney money. I can't imagine he would throw his bag away like that um, in some like altercation like this. So it really like threw me for a loop. And it took me back to the moment where I heard uh, about what Chris Brown did to Rihanna because that came out of nowhere as well. And that was really hard to swallow because I adore Chris Brown. And, um, you know, but those pictures were so damning. The evidence was damning. The information was so damning. And it was so horrific. And it really, it, it came as such a shock, you know. I still don't look at him the same. I don't care what else he's done. I don't feel like he's, you know, I think I've talked about this before. Like, I, I don't forgive him for that. Rihanna may have, but I, I just, I can't forgive the incident and I can't get over what happened and I can't get over how he's behaved since. So that was like a, like a weird death to me. And I really had to mourn the loss of that. And I know it sounds strange. He's a celebrity, he's a singer, whatever, but he was just such a, a prominent figure in my generation's pop culture and you know you really support someone and you really enjoy someone's um artistry and you know he also was stood to take off and have this bright bright future ahead of him and it went down the tubes as far as i'm concerned i mean obviously he's still relevant he still makes music but you know in my eyes and a lot of people's eyes it's just not the same and it really you know, it was it was heartbreaking to hear that. And to even have the allegations of this against Jonathan Majors, it's it's really heartbreaking to hear. You just but none of us were there, you know, and I know the internet is like its own court of law, especially social media, and they're very quick to hand out judgments as they see fit without hearing all the evidence, without letting the real judicial process happen. And, you know, there's no wiggle room on the internet for some reason for innocent until proven guilty. What sucks is that it creates this shit vortex of people coming out of the woodwork saying that they knew this all along. And of course that he did this and they just knew it was something about him that would, you know, make him do this. And, you know, there was this guy, I don't know if he did he go to Yale, was he a director? I don't know. Some guy on the internet a while ago, he tweeted this kind of vague and you know 
tweet about someone in the industry basically saying like yeah there's this actor who's like really hot right now he's on the rise um you know people just don't really know how vile he is and how you know aggressive and evil he is blah 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 so when the thing about Jonathan Majors came out, someone dug that tweet up, retweeted it, and was like, oh, I guess we know who he's talking about now. And the guy basically said, like, yeah, bingo. So, you know, then people obviously are, like, clamoring for more information. Like, well, who said this? Who, you know, what has he done in the past? What's going on? And, of course, the guy's like, well, you know, I can't really reveal my sources because they don't want me to, blah, blah, blah. And then he kind of even backtracked a little bit saying, like, well, you know, the stuff I heard wasn't necessarily physical, but it was, like, mental and verbal. And that can easily translate to physical after a while. So I wouldn't put it past him. And you know, and people are just eating it up in the comments and they're just like, yeah, he looks like the type. And, um, you know, people are coming out of the woodwork from his time at Yale saying that he was really manipulative and just not a good person um, when he was at Yale. And then they're just saying, you know, like, yeah, anybody who really knows him and has worked with him, all they have to say is like all this negative stuff about him. And I'm like, why is this just coming out now? nobody was saying this stuff before why would they let him get this far without like bringing this up it's always now and I know sometimes you know if there is someone who's being abusive you know it just takes one person I guess to come out and you know be bold and brave about it for other people to feel empowered I get it but this just seems I don't know this just doesn't seem like that (laughs) and you know, nobody's citing any real sources. Nobody is saying who's saying this. Nobody's saying what he actually did. And people are just hopping on the wagons, you know, saying like, yeah, you know, every time I saw him in an interview, he just seemed like the type, you know, people are saying he's on steroids <laughs> and maybe he's not abusive, but maybe to get into really good shape for Creed and for Magazine Dreams, he was on steroids and that can make you really aggressive and angry. And he lashed out. And it's just like, oh, my God. And we're getting bits and pieces of this information. First, it was like she called the cops. Then we learned that it was him who called authorities because he was worried about her. Um, You know, but all this stuff apparently happened in a cab. So I'm like, can't we get like the cab driver's account and get the camera footage from, you know, wherever they were? I know there's some CCTV shit on the on the street we could pull to really get all the angles here. This doesn't seem like it has to be like this weird speculation. It feels like this is very easily provable of like what happened and what didn't. And it's like, I'm just, I'm just waiting for this to kind of be over. It's like looming in the air and it's just horrible and it's so ill-timed. And now his lawyer, which I don't think she should have done, she leaked the text messages to TMZ between Jonathan and his girlfriend and she's just the girlfriend is like sending him like all these paragraphs about how my god I'm gonna make sure that you know the judge knows that this wasn't your fault I shouldn't have grabbed your phone they're just worried because they saw the the bruises on me so they had to um arrest you because we had the fight but you know I just I just want to clear your name I'm so sorry blah 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 blah. like stuff to that effect and to me it doesn't make anything better really it just kind of proves that there was some kind of incident she did get hurt and she had to go you know get it treated at a hospital and just it just doesn't make him look any better so I don't know why 
you know, if anything was going to be released to prove his innocence, why they would show that because it really doesn't show anything. And to me, it kind of hurts his cause. And I just, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm just absolutely gutted that this is something that, you know, is even a thing right now. And I hope that there's some kind of explanation for this. But I was telling Blue the other day, I was like, she, the girl could get on national television and have literally like Olivia Pope from Scandal standing behind her. And she can give a speech to the whole world saying that, you know, this was a misunderstanding and he didn't put his hands on her. And it really wouldn't matter at this point because stuff like this stains your career and stains your character. People aren't going to care if this girl tries to clear his name because anything she says, people are just saying, oh, that's typical of, you know, people who are abused. That's typical of their behavior to, you know, be apologists for their abuser. You know, they don't want to upset them. They still care about them. So they'll say and do whatever they have to do to make it seem like it's not so bad, you know. People will just assume that he paid her off, that his team paid her off. You know, people will just assume that she's just afraid and doesn't want to, like, go through with it. You know, it doesn't really matter. People just, they're just going to assume the worst all the time. So he could be completely innocent, but something like this is just going to linger. And companies don't want to be associated with this. I have no idea what Disney is going to do with this information and what's going on. They can't afford to have something like this. Not really. Not with a black man. No way in hell, you know, but on the same coin, I would think that Disney would do their due diligence and make sure that they have investigated and and make sure they're working with someone that doesn't have a sordid past. So that's something I think about as well. And it's already happening. You know, he had this ad that was supposed to run with the army. Um, You know, I guess that makes sense. He was a military brat. He probably supports the army. But they're pulling that and they're reworking the ad space for that. And he's not going to be featured in it anymore. So everything is just like slowly but surely starting to crumble around this. And I don't know how, I don't know what the result of all this is going to be. Whether he's, you know, found guilty or found innocent. I don't know. I hope to God that there's like a a valid explanation for all this because that's kind of scary to think that you can look at someone and feel like you get a certain energy from them and they seem like a good person and then they can flip and do this again it's like Chris Brown all over again and that makes me sick I don't condone people putting their hands on anyone I don't think there's any excuse for it unless it's self-defense like seriously life-threatening self-defense And no matter how much I love him as an actor and I'm like, you know, girl having a crush on him or whatever, I, you know, I won't ignore facts. I just wish I had all the facts right now because I hate all this speculation and it, I just, I just, I need to know what happened. Like seriously, (laughs) like I literally wake up and at some point in the morning, I'm like Googling Jonathan Majors updates, like hoping for something. And I don't know how these things go. Like his, his his team is like making it seem like, oh no, like this will be dismissed. Like this will all be over. But then they do stupid shit like release, you know, useless, damning text messages. So I don't know what his team is doing. And I hope he has, you know, better people around him making better decisions. And 
God, I just, ugh, I hate this for him. I, I hate to see it. And I, I hope, it's like, I hope she's not lying. And I hope he didn't do it. It's like, I just, because either way, it's just, God. I always say that the, the industry is so starved for real black talent. You know, I feel like we recycle the same people. I feel like, you know, it's just, there's just not enough, you know? And I feel like over the years we've, we've been gaining some, but a lot of them are like, you know, from across the pond and they're infiltrating, but you know, we had a real homegrown young black talent. I hope this isn't like, you know, I hope his this his fire isn't put out over this i I hope he makes it on the other side truly because that would just be such a waste and i would really hate to see it personally (laughs) okay (laughs) all right i think this is like the longest podcast i've uh, recorded to date but i think that's to be expected i have not done this in a while but i thought that i would end the podcast this week by doing something i haven't done in a while and that is consult my tarot cards and I guess it's a good time you know April is just beginning I think I want to pull I'm feeling like three cards to kind of get like some insight some clarity some messages I can just share in general some things we can all keep in mind for the month of April um you know maybe just some energy we can kind of um, focus on this month and it'll just be kind of fun I haven't done it in a while and I just felt kind of called to grab my cards and do that so what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna shuffle for a little bit see if anything comes up just want to ask the universe if they can just provide a little insight and clarity one card came out they could provide a little insight and clarity some messages any energies we need to be tuning into for the month of April thank you universe Let's see what we can grab here. All righty. So sometimes when I shuffle, if you guys aren't familiar with um, tarot, sometimes cards will just pop right out. And I think I love when that happens because it just kind of feels like this is an urgent message from the universe. So three definitely just popped out right away. I didn't even have to shuffle for too, too long. So let's see. So what I've drawn here is the Queen of Wands, the Strength card, and the Ace of Pentacles. Okay, so the first card, like I said, is the Queen of Wands. And this card, it depicts um, this really beautiful queen. She's sitting on her throne. And this queen in particular, the suit, she's all about, um, you know, being attractive. Um, She's really cheerful. She's self-assured. She's energetic. She's like... She's like, imagine like the girl in high school who's voted most popular, like everybody just loves her. She's really sweet. She's really uh, confident in herself, Um, you know, can be really nurturing and just like the the girl you want to hang out with, the girl you want to date and just someone you want to have around. And I mean, that may be just an energy that we all can just keep in mind as we go into the month of April. It's like, um, um, do you believe in yourself? Do you have energy? Are you, you know, are you feeling excited about life? Do you have that energy going for yourself? Um, 
you know, maybe you've been kind of down on yourself um, in the past, maybe over the last couple of months, you know, being in the last stages of winter, it could be really easy to feel a little frumpy and kind of like in a slump and you know maybe you're just not radiating like that good quality positive energy like you know we are in like the warmer months but you know april signifies spring (laughs) we're moving into a new mode um you know maybe we can all just kind of adopt a little bit of more cheerful and confident enthusiasm in our lives and i think that's just something good that we can be mindful of going into this next month now the next card was strength and strength is not necessarily like physical dominating strength this is more like an inner strength um you know having perseverance or courage um having composure and resolve these are all things that you know can help us endure when you know times start to get a little tough you have to really draw on that mental fortitude to kind of push through and get things to the other side um this can just be a card of a reminder of just not to despair not to give up um you have all you need on the inside to come out on top and to be triumphant in your endeavors and just your day-to-day life and i really really like that i definitely can keep that in mind um you know be there are a lot of things in life that can cause us to anger easily you know, things that can just make us feel really sour and just frustrated. (laughs) And I think just having inner strength to just kind of accept that things can be tough, accept that people and things are going to disappoint us and frustrate us, but just to kind of just draw on our inner power to just be forgiving and just be mindful, um, you know, that we can only control ourselves. And I think just harnessing the strength of knowing that, it's going to be really beneficial, not just in this month, but just in general in life. And I, I love that card. Um, the last one that I drew was the Ace of Pentacles. And this is like a money, 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 money card. It's all about material force and prosperity. And, um, you know, planting the seeds of wealth. Um, if you've been thinking about working on something, um, getting something started, this is a good month to do so. Um, but you really got to have a lot of focus because, you know, you can plant a seed and, you know, you can want it to grow, but if you don't take care of it and nurture it and give it what it, what it needs, it, it, it's not going to go anywhere. You're just going to be looking at dirt. So, you know, this is just a reminder that uh, you'll be able to make your dreams real. You know, any ideas that you have, they are ready to be turned into something a little more tangible. So you just need to figure out what's going to work and how to make it a reality. Um, Now's a good time to attract wealth and everything that you need to get your projects going. And I'm definitely going to hold on to this. I love seeing this as I'm returning back to the podcast, feeling great, feeling good. I think this is a good episode. It's a little longer than usual. So I hope you guys were definitely able to to hang with me this far (laughs) and I will definitely be back next week with more things to talk about more points of view and hopefully an update on Jonathan Majors damn (laughs) hey guys if you made it this far thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast from the bottom of my heart I truly appreciate it now there's a new episode every Sunday so be sure to come on back for another round of vodka melonade bye